In pages 127 to 238, I took on the reporter role of analyzing the setting, plot, and characters, and also included a 140-character summary. In pages 127 and 238, I picked out some of the most uh, key points in the plot. Um, where it starts, Mayor comes home from work and his parents are angry with him, and Raphael keeps interrogating him about Maribel and their relationship. Raphael and Celia are having job problems as Raphael cannot find a job and Celia loses her job. They have a huge fight, and the, all the problems with Mayor just adds more to their stress. <clears throat> Mayor sneaks out with the, sneaks out with William to the movies, and Raphael <coughs> tells Mayor not to see Maribel again. And Mayor gets very upset and even more rebellious. He said at the time it didn't feel like a big deal, and the situation just seemed to be spinning out of control. Jose and Inez are also key characters in the story because it gave them character analysis in their background. They were born in Puerto Rico in the 1950s and they married when Jose and they married and Jose went to enlist in the Navy. Jose's dad always told him that he had to work hard to get the very nice things in life. So he enlisted in the Navy and when he told his father, his father was very pleased with him. His wife wasn't so fond of the idea of him being in the Navy because she would be alone all the time and they didn't have any children. During his deployment, they would send letters back and forth to each other. They called the letters, they recalled the letters, quote, saving their marriage. Jose's vision grew dull so he could no longer see or read. Inez would either read to him or he would listen to books. Jose loved poetry and had a huge appreciation for literature. Alma and Arturo told, told Maribel that she could no longer see Mayor and Maribel, as usual, grows very moody. And Alma and Arturo stay up all night contemplating if they did the right thing. Alma, it is very important, Alma, that she does the right thing for Maribel because she still is very protective over here, over her. It is Friday in March and it's snowing and Mayor leaves class to ask William to drive him home and William teaches Mayor to dr drive automatic so Mayor can steal his dad's car. Mayor picks up Maribel from school, and and Maribel expresses her feelings towards Mayor after being separated for quite some time. After an hour and a half of driving, he gets a call but ignores it because he thinks that they are, because they deserve to be together. Micho is very upset with all the Americans being racist towards Mexican immigrants and is tired of all the racial slurs being thrown at him. He thinks that Mexicans are always generalized by Americans and only seen as a burden on American society. So I played the role of the diction detective, and I was looking at pages 127 to 238. On page one oh, I mean 209, the phrase says, William pulled a beaker out of the clams and held it up to the light, watching the soft fuzz of the chemical inside. I felt like this phrase was very detailed and was easy to imagine, like if you were in his classroom. And I think the author chose this, saying that they could easily imagine it or like they could show what is happening. On page 219, uh, the quote says, she chewed loudly, sm loudly, smacking her tongue against the roof of her mouth. 
I feel like this phrase is just like the first one. It really makes, like, draws an image in your mind, and you could really tell what was going on. The author, I feel like, was trying to picture it as, like, a movie or an image that this phrase is trying to represent. Also on page 228, this quote says, Smiling like I've never seen her before. Smiling before... Oh, no. Smiling like I've never seen her smile before. Holding her hands up to feel the flakes landing on her paws. Palms. Like the rest of these quotes, I feel like you could really picture the author saying these. And the author is really showing how, like, uh, Maybelline. Wait. Hmm? What's her name? Maribel. Maribel. How Maribel has never seen snow and also how she can really picture herself seeing it right now. All right, so I have some questions up for discussion. First one is, uh, what happened to Alma? Or what happened when Alma went to confront Garrett at Capitol Oaks? So at Capitol Oaks, when Alma confronted Garrett, Alma was very standoffish, and she was very protective of Maribel because she didn't want anything happening to her. And she felt that Garrett was a huge threat to her. And um, when she, when they were talking, it was very, she, I quote, I squeezed my hands around the linen of my pockets and whispered, leave alone. She, um, so in that, in that quote on page 152, uh, you, the, the author is portraying like to the audience how, how uh, angry and defensive Alma was. And he said to go home to Alma, but it was in a sense where the author made it seem so like, um, what, how would you say? Like, like not meaning of what it's supposed to, I think it was kind of in a racial way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he meaning go back to her home of origin, not her apartment in Delaware. Why do you think she meant by that like well it says right here i knew those words and i knew by the way he said them that he didn't mean i should go back to the apartment then he lifted one hand and pointed at my face he took a step forward and touched his fingertip to my cheek i almost like a threat yeah it was it was a huge threat yeah and he he was very like he was very rude too because at the end he was like comprende and what does that mean like you get it understand oh and then she said, I felt lightheaded. I didn't know what to do. So she was honestly thrown off guard by the whole situation. Yeah. Um, okay. My second question. Uh, what kind of signs are being shown that Maribel is getting better progressing since her I think injury? that she's been progressing more because as she's been going on through the chapter, she's been talking more to, like, yeah. Mayor, and she's been, like, still really shy around her parents, I guess, or, like, she doesn't really want to talk to them. But then around Mayor, she actually, like, wants to talk to him or, like, he actually tries to make an effort for her to talk, which is, I think, good for her. Mm-hmm. And also, but in class and stuff, like, we read in the last section, it said, like, she doesn't really talk. She was she sits in the front, though, but she doesn't really talk. And then... uh. I feel like she's more progressed with Mayor, and that's when she actually wants to, like, talk, I guess, and, like, 
I feel like she's really progressed throughout the whole book because at the beginning she really was shy and didn't want to like speak after the accident and after Mm -hmm. that she's been trying to get better and talking more i feel like her opening up with mayor like she hasn't done with anyone else she's really like grown as a character and it's really easy to see that Mm -hmm. and plus she she said that when she's with mayor like she she, he's the only one that thinks that she can do something that she's just not like a brain injured person that's just helpless so that really makes her feel good yeah, she said that multiple times now, I yeah. think. And I feel like our Alma and Arturo sometimes, like, are so protective and, like, really underestimate her because, of course, they love her and they don't want anything to happen to her, but, like, I guess they sometimes need to just lay off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that night when they went out to get, or when they went to the pizza restaurant to get water, it really showed how Maribel's progressing after they're, like, telling jokes or something, and Maribel, like, bursted with laughter at one of them mm-hmm. and yeah my last question is what or uh since alma's being flooded with all this guilt feeling responsible for what happened to maribel and holding back the truth from arturo now garrett's driving her crazy how do you how do you think she'll handle this do you think she'll either become more like upset or depressed with like where she's at but, like, right now, I feel like she's at a time when she doesn't know what's really going on. I feel like she's just making things, like, happen. It's not, like, her thinking things through, I feel like. And I don't really know. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's – you would really have to, like, analyze a little yeah. more mm-hmm. of the characters to really – find a true understanding but i feel like as we go on in the book we will understand more we will be able to find out more about the characters and yeah you know let's just keep going um i I already know what happens at the end of the book but uh since the beginning i always thought there was going to be a bad ending so Mm -hmm. i think that alma's gonna like break down mentally and everything's gonna go wrong yeah there's definitely gonna be a climax of this uh i guess i don't know a climax of the story mm-hmm. i guess towards the end or if there has been on one if I there feel- has been one already there's gonna be another one yeah, yeah. i feel like they're en- gonna end up going back to their original like home and like not stay in the united states because they don't feel like it's doing yeah. arabelle good or something it's only just making her worse or something. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think Arturo's going to feel when he finds out all this truth? Like Garrett and Maribel? Because Arturo, Arturo doesn't know anything about Garrett at yeah. this point, right? I feel like Arturo's going to be very upset because I think that he's also going to be upset with Alma because I think he puts so much trust and responsibility on Alma where it can really take its hold on her. And she doesn't want Arturo to be stressed because Arturo has his own problems with work and finding a job and providing for his family that she thinks that she can do everything herself. And it's getting to the point where it's getting out of control and she has to bring her someone else into it because it's just, it's a lot to take on. And Maribel is very needy and she really needs someone to guide her through um through the through the book uh so yeah i don't i don't really know yeah arturo doesn't really like 
that I've noticed, I don't think he's actually had his own chapter, so we don't really know his, like, point of view. We've only heard of, like, Alma's point of view and, like, Yeah, yeah and she was just trying to provide for the family at this point because mm-hmm. didn't something happen. Yeah, if, if he wasn't able to find a job in, like, 30 days or something, yeah, they'd have to even, go back, right? Yeah. Even yeah. with all the stress, I feel like, honestly, if some if – Arturo did find out about all of that. He would be really like mad. Like he would yeah. be really enraged and probably want to take matters into his own hands. Um, yeah, so I'd like to see how Arturo handles all of this because it's it's ine- it's inevitable that he will not find out. He's gonna find out eventually. Yeah, after what May- or Mayor and Maribel that yeah that yeah, event, something's gonna go down. Yeah. What do you think Mayor's parents have been feeling lately since, like, he's been, like, using his car and, like, leaving and sneaking around? I feel like it, I feel like Mayor is just being more than rebellious lately because he's just, his, well, his parents already yeah. have their own stress right now. So it's just, like, he kind of adds to it. So, like, the whole home just has really high tensions right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's going to, I feel like it's going to simmer down, but it's, I, me as a reader, I feel like that's just adding to the plot, indicating that something big is about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised Meryl was only grounded when his parents found out him and Maribel were in his dad's car kissing. Yeah. I thought that, like, maybe, I don't know, they had a move or something. But, yeah. Um... um any Should we make questions? an outro? <laughs> an outro, huh? We still have a couple more minutes. Wait, how long does that have to be? <laughs> this part has to be at least 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, we can stop it. And then... yeah. <laughs> so in one of the chapters that really stood out to me, it's it, it said that um, Mayor was at school and it was starting to snow. And it, I think it was like March or something, which is crazy. And to me as a reader, I feel like that indicates or symbolizes change or a shift in mood or character. And I think that due to all like the the situations that have been going on in the home and with Maribel, I feel like that's just a perfect like literal or figurative thing the author can contribute to the story to uh, kind of foreshadow that something big is about to happen. And um, the characters, the character analysis, I feel that Alma and Arturo are trying very hard to be the best parents that they can be due to all the, like, the problems that they've been facing of trying to uh, get a job and trying to provide for the family and going across the border and making it this far that they don't want to screw it up. So they are really taking their time and putting in their effort with Maribel, even though that it seems like they're being kind of strict with the whole mayor relationship they only want maribel's best interest for her because they really do love her a lot um therefore Mar- that comes with maribel not getting her way and maribel throughout the er, through this part of the book is very upset and moody um and the whole toro house is filled with tensions um honestly i feel like that will kind of eventually go away because um I feel like Celia's job uh, loss isn't that big of a deal. I feel like she's gonna able to be find 
uh, a job. And even that, it's just like there's so many other problems that are more important. Uh, I feel like the author is just like doing that to just add to a big, I guess, what do you call that? Like um, like an in, not an inciting incident, but like the rising action of the climax. So um, I feel like that's just adding, the, again, the whole plot. And I really like how the author just like kind of shifts your direction towards Jose and Yanez because it's they're not really part of the story, but it's really cool to like learn more about them. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, it's just it's it has a lot of meaning in those couple pages that you can really analyze and learn so much about those characters. And the author did a really good job of like make connecting actual like immigrants it feels like to the story to make it seem very realistic and authentic do you guys think maribel is more vulnerable to situations now since she's been like talking more and like saying more stuff well i guess to specify in situations i feel like you could say the situation with her relationship with maribel and her parents and um Honestly, I feel like that's a good thing for her because she puts more into what she wants and she has a voice now. And I feel like as the reader, we're seeing more of Maribel's expressions in the story. And we can see how like she feels and how upset that she gets, even though that she in the beginning of the story doesn't really get her way. So um, I feel like this is honestly a good thing because as the reader, we can see different perspectives, not necessarily, but like we can see how she feels and due to the outcomes because then again her parents do have a lot of control over her life right now and um yeah so that's what I feel oh boy it's 30. yeah okay so i guess to connect this um to connect this to history we can i Personally, I identified Arturo's job and document C, I think it was, to the working men of San Francisco. And in that document, they basically, it's a it's it's an autobiography of a Chinese man who worked um, the undesirable jobs um, back in the 1900s, I think it was. And they and one of the quotes were like, um, the Chinese were presenting competition between the civilized Americans and the Americans think that the Chinese should go back to their country because it's not fair. And also they state that the working conditions were horrible and that they were very racist towards them. And they threw all these racial slurs at the Chinese. And I feel like that can really be identified with Arturo because he has an undesirable job that he does not like that gets paid low. Uh, He gets paid um, low money and he works at the mushroom farm right and he can barely provide for his family and make ends meet and then again he's always being generalized by americans thinking that he's just a a really bad person and just like the chinese and the irish and the italians the americans thought all of them were criminals and they just built up all this stress and hatred towards these certain uh, certain groups of people that it all just fueled this racism towards an ethnicity. And with Arturo, it's very upsetting that 
as a reader, we can definitely identify with Arturo and we can feel what he's going through. And to put in the perspective of that Arturo and alongside with his family are getting generalized <clears throat> from the American society is very, is very heartbreaking, but it's the reality and we're only educating ourselves and presenting, maybe even thinking of a solution to these big world problems that are we're facing today. Yeah, uh, do you guys remember that the scene in the car or the car where Raphael was driving super slowly on the freeway? Yeah, yeah, he definitely feels the same way. Yeah, I think he said something like, "Americans will look for anything to like get anyone of color in exactly. trouble or something." Yeah. and he's just yeah. And I think Altiero, the more that he's been in the United States, the more he's noticed that there has been more like racism towards him, or like in general to any like people that come in contact with like colored people that come in contact with white people and like yeah okay so yeah i feel like we covered that um because even as i mentioned earlier that one guy i always forget his name um such with a c but it's basically a chapter dedicated to generalizing mexican immigrants and how upsetting it is yeah so um the book did a good job with that